Okay, I ran the risk this morning of alienating some very popular brands. And that's because we're discussing ads, and in particular those ads that sit with us, and maybe not in a good way. I'm talking about those earworm jingles you absolutely hate, but still end up singing along to it. And how often have you heard someone exclaim, Oh, I hate this ad, but... They know exactly what all the product details associated with it are. And so does that mean even bad ads are getting the job done? Or could it be that eventually, over the space of time, they become iconic ads, like probably the best ad ever in South Africa is that very, very moving VW uh, Volkswagen advert with a song sung by Andre de Villiers. I can remember... An advertisement for Virginia. I would never drink Virginia. I don't even Virginia's still around, but I remember it from my youth. Virginia, Virginia, the wine for men who enjoy being men. There's that. What else is there, Mario? On everybody's lips is Masaris Nuts and Crisps. With a flavor that you want when you want it. Iconic jingles. Do they work even if they irritate the listener brendan siri is a columnist for orchids and onions at biz community also a advertising critic good morning uh brendan really appreciate your time what is firstly the purpose of a broadcast advertisement whether it be radio whether it be television is it to advertise a product or a sale or a promotion or is it simply get people aware of who we are? I think it can be a combination of all of those. Um, this, I think what, what what is interesting, um, the ad you remember, um, the VW ad, um, there was one which went VW and me, the Volkswagen family. Um, you know, at the time that came out, I was a you know I, I bought my first car, which was an Opel, which was a piece of junk. And I really was so upset, and I, I thought, I really want to be part of that family. And I bought a Jetta, which lasted me 25 years, um, one of the best decisions I'd ever made, apart from getting married, of course. But I think ads can either build your brand or they can do what, what's called in the trade um, a call to action. In other words, go out there and actually buy the product. And I think these days what you're going to be finding more and more because there is there's not the huge budgets proportionally that there used to be in advertising. So ads have got to work a lot harder. So you'll find a brand, it'll be a bit of brand ad, but it'll have a price point on it. You know, there'll be a KFC ad and it'll have a price. Save money, get changed is the latest one. That's the kind of thing where the ad is doing two things, um, promoting the brand, but at the same time saying, hey, here's, here's something you need to go and buy now. And it's a call to action. So it can do all of those things. Um, and I think the the idea of, of, of tunes and repetition and a clever catch lines is, is more of brand building, to build your brand on that. I mean, if you think about the classic ads like Yebo Gogo, everybody knows that's Vodacom, Met Aish um, for Clipdrift. I mean, that, those were really classic ads. Um, incidentally, also put together by um, people in Cape Town. <laughs> um, you know, spoken as a Joba guy, I'm a little bit jealous. But I mean, those kind of things remain in the social conscious, really, as as kind of more. It once it gets to that level, it transcends advertising. It becomes um, a cultural artifact almost. 
Currently, on we are a commercial radio station, so so we run on the advertisements that we play on air. And there's something very interesting at the moment because we have four, sometimes even five insurance companies who are advertising on our radio station. They need to differentiate themselves from one another. So if there is even an ad where there's absolute silence, and at the end it says ABC Insurance, is that a way of simply implanting this ad in the listener's head, trying to differentiate itself from the other companies that are also advertising at the moment? Yeah, I think that's that's very important, particularly when you're talking about radio, because radio, as you'll know, is the theater of the mind. So your ads have to work harder because they have to get inside someone's head and have to actually stay there. Um, and there's a lot of advertising on radio because I think people recognize it's an effective medium, particularly with a drive-time show. You've got a captive audience in the cars and stuff like that. But I think also um, you have to stand out because you... There's a lot of clutter. There's a lot of wallpaper. Again, I'm speaking as a Joburg person. You in Cape Town uh, are quite fortunate you don't have the outdoor advertising absolute pollution that we do in Johannesburg. Everywhere you turn, there's an ad on a billboard or somewhere on a sidewalk. on a, And, and 99.99% of it is illegal. Um, so the, trying to stand out in the outdoor um sort of sector here in Jobeck is very difficult. Um, and standing out on radio is even more difficult. So I would agree that's exactly what they're doing. Some some people go beyond that to to have what I call an irritation factor. They know that it's going to irritate some people, but the constant irritation of it then cements it in place. And I think that that works, but it's a very risky strategy. Yeah, let's talk <laughs> let's talk about could you could you implant your brand so much into someone's head that it, in fact, antagonizes them. That even though well, if I were to, uh, if, if, if I needed short-term insurance now, uh, and I were to think which one stands out, there's one that's immediately on top of the top of my head. But it antagonizes me so much that I actually won't use them. Is that is the risk that you're running? It is. I think, um, and I think, Advertisers need to be very careful about going overboard with that kind of thing. There's enough of getting awareness. Um, you know, my, my insurance, you know, I, I changed insurance about four or five years ago simply because of seeing an ad and I'd had such bad experience with a broker. Plus, when I went, you know, they were true to their word. They gave me some money back. I got a, um, I got a good deal and I get cash back every couple of years. So that made sense to me, um, money wise. But you've got to get your name out there first before people are going to try your, your product, and I think you, you spot on with insurance. That's one of the most competitive sectors in in uh, the economy at the moment, and everyone it, it's it's a doggy dog world, and you've got to stand out. Um, and there are ways of doing it. I know that two particular advertisers um, here who had it, probably the world's most irritating radio ads in history were Lewis Hirsch's Home Store, um, and Lucy Hirsch did the. Um, the voiceovers, um, and then Continental Linen, Linen with Hilly Khan, who did mm. the dreadful, dreadful sound of it. It was awful. It grated. But they both made a bomb. Mm. <laughs> it worked. With a, you do stand out by, by kind of going, who the, on earth put this person on radio? <laughs> they cannot, they've got a terrible voice. And you go, but 
what was it? Oh, no, it was Continental Linen. I mean, that guy can't speak, can he? But you remembered who it was. Mm. And I think that's the real challenge. You, you can go ask people, and go, hey, I remember that ad. Who was it for? It was a classic one um, probably 15 years ago now where um, there was an advert, a little, a very clever animated um, ad which showed the penguins breaking into a fish factory and stealing the fish. You ask everybody, it was a very cute ad, and everyone goes, oh, what a wonderful ad, made me feel so good. But who was it for? Oh, it was for I&J. No, it wasn't. It was for Sea Harvest. And so Sea Harvest spent all of this money on an ad which spectacularly backfired because 90% of people who saw it thought it was for their competitor. And I think that's the that's the risk you always run with, with trying to be too clever. Mm. Brendan Seary, really appreciate your time. Uh, he is a columnist for Biz Community and also a, a critic of advertisements. Lisa, I have no idea what range of products Pineapple are offering, but over the past few months, I've been keeping them top of mind so that when I do want to switch some of our policies, they have piqued my curiosity for sure. 021 